Graham, I don't hate Tom Brady. Do you hate Tom Brady? Yeah, I hate Tom Brady. I definitely hate Tom Brady. He's got a big dream board with like it's just got Tom Brady's head on it and arrows in it. Yeah. yeah. Because you're such a huge Bills fan, when was the last time you were this excited about a Buffalo Bills signal caller? I would say never. Never felt this optimistic at all. The future of the franchise is locked in. Let's talk Bills. I'm Graham, and I am here after the end of the Buffalo Bills 2023-24 campaign. Once again with Eric. How you doing, dude? Uh, better. Much better, I would say. There's something freeing about your team being eliminated and no longer having to care about anything. I suppose that's the case. Um, I definitely don't care about anything anymore. That's for sure. Like throughout the drought, I used to get really excited for the NFL playoffs and for the Super Bowl. And I would, you know, fill out a bracket and really watch all the games but now football is very different for me. I don't care who wins the Super Bowl. If it's not the Bills, I'm out. The minute they lose the playoffs, the last three years, I've not watched well, the Super Bowl. To be I fair, I don't care about it. You care about the Super Bowl in terms of who wins just because you care about who you don't want to win, as we spoke about before the pod. Sort of. I mean, I have a preference, but that I'm not going to watch. I won't watch either game this you won't weekend. Watch I won't the watch the Super Bowl? No, I have not watched the Super Bowl in three years. Oh, wow. Wow, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl because the last few years I've stayed up way too late um, to do so, and it hasn't been well. Last year was pretty a pretty good game, but um, yeah, it just doesn't hit the same when you don't care about either of the teams playing. So the only case I think I would watch the Super Bowl is if I become like the Lions are my new adopted team for the playoffs. I want them to you know run run the table from here on, but. Uh, it depends on their matchup. If it's the Chiefs, I'm not going to watch it. If it's the Ravens, I might be rooting actively against the Ravens so hard that I need to uh, stop in and see some parts of this game. Lions versus yeah. Ravens. I think when we were talking before we started here, I said, uh, I think I said that I hoped maybe the Ravens or I don't even know what I said, but I there are reasons I don't. Didn't you want say, every team to win? You get yeah. I was going to say you gave a reason for every team except for the 49ers. So I and I don't like the 49ers either. So okay. that's annoying. Wow. Like I don't want to see stupid Brock Purdy win a Super Bowl. I I have been pulling for the Lions, but now it's like, all right, can we enough of this? Right? Like they were irrelevant for so long. I can't watch an irrelevant team just go win a Super Bowl in their first season actually doing something good. So I don't want the Lions to win the Super Bowl for that reason. You can just call me a hater or whatever for that. But that's how yes. I feel. Yes, the Ravens. I do not like Lamar Jackson. I don't like the Ravens as an organization. I do have a lot of respect for John Harbaugh. But other than that, I don't wish anything good ever happens to the Baltimore Ravens. And the Chiefs, I am so totally sick and done with the Chiefs. I don't want to see them win another game. I am tired of Patrick Mahomes, tired of Travis Kelsey. Again, Andy Reid's good. He's a great coach, but I'm sick of watching him win. I'm tired of watching their colors on TV. It's just I'm done with them. I'm so sick of it. So Why I don't do care. Like, oh, you just dislike the 49ers though because of Brock Purdy. Yeah. I don't want to okay. see that quarterback win a Super Bowl. Come on. Like, I uh, think that I think Kyle Shanahan is great. I think they've put a lot of talent around him, but I don't want to see that model succeed. 
and I don't like San Francisco, the San Francisco 49ers. I just don't like that do you team, that fan see, base, that organization. Do you not want to see Brock Purdy succeed because you think it threatens everything that the Bills have been built on? The idea that uh, you need a superstar quarterback to get to the playoffs? No, I think that's in, that's a, an anomaly. Like, I don't think you're going to see teams bail on the model of having a good quarterback because Brock Purdy wins a Super Bowl. But I don't want to see it happen. I mean, it's already happened in the past, right? We were talking about examples of Trent Dilfer and um, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson and Joe, Joe Flacco. Flacco have won Super Bowls. And that doesn't stick. That just ends up being like, hey, this guy got hot at the right time and we had so much talent around him that we were able to make it work. I just don't want to see that work again. But Christian McCaffrey's unbelievable. And the other talent they've got around him on offense, Ayuk and um, Debo Samuel and the defense is loaded. Like that's the best roster outside of quarterback. But I want to live in a world where you need a good quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, you could also see it as maybe they're so good at the quarterback position that they have former number three overall pick as their backup. Yep, that's true. Maybe they're the best at quarterback of all these teams. <laughs> yeah, who else has a number three overall pick at quarterback? Mm. Well, the, Ra- oh, the Ravens had RG3, yeah, for, but not yeah, anymore. He's I, I been guess. out for like four years now. Really? That long? Yeah, yeah. He's oh, been like, okay. I think he's on ESPN now. I think he's been there for. Oh, that's true. They've had Huntley back there for a while. Pro Bowl quarterback. That's right. Hey, the Bills added another Pro Bowler. Did you see this? Oh, Diggs got in, didn't he? Yeah. Great. Stefan Diggs, Pro Bowl wide receiver. Yeah. Wow. Really looked like it in this game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I I guess we should talk about this football game a little bit. Um, And then we need to just chill out and not do football for a while and just pay attention to other things in life because I really need to get over this. This is not an easy one. Last year, losing to the Bengals was awful. I mean, because we looked so bad. And even in the middle of this game, when it was close and when we were driving, I think it was, I turned and I told my dad because we were just stressed and in the stands like losing our minds that final drive was so clunky and they just kept somehow moving the ball and it was like how this really should be over like how do we still have it how are we still in this and i was thinking in the moment that this is better this even however this ends this is better than last year because last year was just awful it was a pathetic effort uh we were never really in it we couldn't stop anything the Bengals were doing it was like why are we even here this game was a great game. And so I was thinking like, you know what? However this ends, this has been a way better experience. But boy, after it ended, I think I yeah, I changed my say, mind. <laughs> you were eating your words pretty quickly. Yeah, huh? I would rather just get blown out, I think, than end that way. And it was a, a great game with a lot surrounding it that made it huge. Uh, I think they said it was the most watched divisional round NFL game in the history of the league, which doesn't surprise me because of the matchup, but what a heartbreaking finish. And if you want to talk about like guys to blame this year or for this game, I mean, Tyler Bass goes at the top of that list. I know if he makes that kick, you only go to overtime, but how do you miss a 44 yard kick to tie the game for your team? Like that's your job, man. And you have to find a way to come through for the team in that moment. I had such little faith in Tyler Bass to begin with that it like 
yeah, I was certainly disappointed, but I don't know. Like, I don't blame him as much, I guess, because of my lowered expectations for him in general. Um, <laughs> he shouldn't have been put in that position. He should he have should made not the have kick. been Absolutely. given an he NFL contract. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame this idiot for we're paying him. <laughs> no, it's not his fault we thought he made, was good. He should have made the kick, but he should have never been put in that situation, I don't think. Um, and he just sucks, you know? So both things... Can now, be true. I think I think a week ago I said Tyler Bass has really struggled at the end of this season, and what's going to happen is this season will end. He'll get his act together and he'll come back and he'll be the you know AFC Special Teams Player of the Week guy that we remember from the first few years of his time in Buffalo. I'm eating my words because I, I'm so mad at him. I don't see him bouncing back from that, even in in just like the public perception side of things, like. How can he show his face in a Bills uniform again after that? Did you hear about the death threats he's received? No, but I and I I'm not surprised. I mean, there are idiots and psychos out there. But on the other side, I did hear that his whatever his charity is has been blown up with donations from Bills fans as well. So you got both sides yeah, of it, I guess. Yeah. I heard, but everybody I heard more donated fans than Bills fans, but. Uh, I think huh. that that is That's the cool side of fandom. Of course, Chuck's the How do you know when the donation comes in? Do they say, and by the way, which team are you a fan of? I think you can post a message to it. I see. Someone went through and counted like, them all. Hashtag go Chiefs or like Chiefs Kingdom. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about what the Bills should do. Maybe look at some broader points. I don't know, maybe even pinpoint one or two things, but uh, the Tyler Bass um, situation deserves some talking about then. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. What, what do you say? You fire the whole special teams unit. I think you can keep Sam Martin if he's got his hamstring well, back by next year. No, the easiest <laughs> thing is to say, yeah, uh, you know, Tyler Bass cannot be back with this team after such a horrid season, but they're ca- like, they gave him a huge contract for a kicker and to get out of it is going to hurt them. I think like put 3 million or 4 million dead cap on, on the roster. So it's not as simple as just like, Hey, you didn't do your job. You're to out. clarify. I don't think I am suggesting that they get rid of Tyler Bass because like it, in his body the of time work to do that was long ago. <laughs> and but uh, his body of work suggests that he's contract. a good kicker. It's uh, like the last two and a half months of his career that suggests he sucks. I feel like this sucks. was a thing going back to last season. I don't know why, but I feel like last season I was already soured on him. Uh, a good tracker for this is our group message with the guys from college because yeah. we had the group named the Tyler Bass Fan Club for years. Yeah, and Full years. I believe I was the one talking smack on the pod about him and getting some guff about that in the group chat. And it, we eventually did rename it. Um, I'm I'm fairly certain that it came back as the Tyler Bass fan club for a bit. Um, and now I think it might be something obscene related to, to Tyler Bass. But I think the hatred toward him started the real genuine he's awful hatred started this year. I, I know he's missed some kicks in the past, but I don't think any, he was, he was the AFC uh, special teams player of the week this year at the yeah, beginning of the year, I I a couple of times. That. Yeah. So you still have that. 
I think Matthew Smiley needs to be gone immediately. Yeah, like, that's one start, of the things. Cut the head off the snake. This is a problem. That's this one of whole the puzzling of the- things about this week so far is like, you know, um, we're seeing across the league coaches moving on from coordinators uh, and just reshaping the coaching staff. And the only thing I've heard from the Bills side of things is a bunch of their defensive assistants being interviewed for defensive coordinator positions. So, you know, you're basically just risking brain drain without really, um, oh, and they interviewed Joe Brady officially for the offensive coordinator position, which, you know, cool, I guess. Uh, But with Matthew Smiley leading what looks to be from our eyes, one of the worst units, special teams units in the league, when they've made a concerted effort, as you and I have spoken about in the roster construction of this team, uh, in investing in the special teams unit, it's just, it can't happen. He's got to go. Yeah, you got to get rid of him. There's no reason he's still around. Um, And my optimistic take on it is that maybe you get somebody new in here and next year, all the little things get cleaned up, but everything about special teams has been a disaster. Punt returns going for touchdowns. The fake punt in this game was just a joke. Like, I can't believe they tried that in that moment for the first time all year. The first fake you're going to do is when the whole season is on the line and everybody knows it's coming. Like you watch, you watch Demar Hamlin shift from side to side and they're clearly doing something weird here because the, the whole Special teams unit is looking out of sorts, and then they direct snap it to Demar Hamlin for he's hoping to get five yards up the middle, right yeah. through the middle of the offensive line. What a what a joke! It, gone. Obviously, Matthew that, Smiley gone. Right. That situation at that point in the field uh, is a total head scratcher. But like, why wouldn't at if you're going to go for it on fourth down, why don't you just let Josh do it? You know? Yeah, just go for it. You, you got a better chance, you think, with DeMar Hamlin up the middle than you do with just letting Josh have one more crack at it? Yeah. It's, it's so dumb. And DeMar Hamlin, too. Like, I don't know. That must be his normal spot on, um, you know, punt coverage and stuff. But That's right. They'd... But what you don't see is him talking to everybody and switching right, which right, side right. No, of no, the no, snap agree, he's on before I'm the just snap. Saying, you'd think that if you were to do that, you'd give it to, like, a guy who's used to having the ball in his hands anyway. Like, I don't know, Quentin Morris or... Reggie Gilliam, some offensive player at least who. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Terrible. Um, The Bills got away with that one because the Chiefs did have the ball on like our 25-yard line, but then they fumbled through the end zone, which was a wild play, giving the Bills back the ball and breathing life into the the hopes of Bills fans everywhere. Right. Um, But then they couldn't convert anyway. This game was such an up and down and so much stress. Well, that's the thing. It was stressful. It was a lot of stuff, though. Like, we spoke about this before we started recording. There was never any one thing that, you know, you could point to and say, besides, obviously, Tyler Bass missed, maybe Stefan Diggs dropped. But other than that, like, some of the what we thought at the time were big, big moments. The the failed a fake punt, the fumble of Mikkel Hardman, and then the Dorian Williams pass interference that we spoke about earlier too it was like all of these things felt like huge moments at the time and then ended up really meaning nothing other than bleeding time off the clock yeah and you asked like who are my three 
goats, as in people to blame, uh, Tyler Bass is number one. Even though if he makes that kick, it's still just a tie game and Patrick Mahomes has the ball with two minutes left. So even that's not going to win you the game necessarily, but I blame him because you have to do your job there. Same reason I blame Stephon Diggs. You have to do your job. You can't be the number one receiver on a team that is has Super Bowl aspirations and not catch that, especially with the amount of scrutiny that has that this team has been under to get him the ball and keep him happy. And, you know, how, how is he going to handle not getting the target share that he's used to? Well, there you go, man. That's your spot. This is your chance to do something. It's a bomb down the field, just like you need. The, the defensive back doesn't affect the play at all. He falls down and it hits him right in the hands. And if he catches that ball, he's going into the end zone because the corner that's with him fell down. So you have to make that play, and he didn't. And I blame Diggs for that. That's huge. Yeah. Stefan Diggs, we've been talking about him throughout the second half of the season, really. I feel like he's just been an absolute no-show in games. Like, they've been feeding him the ball as often as ever. It's not like they just stopped looking his way or they stopped incorporating him into their game plan. He's, I think, averaged something like, seven targets per game or something like that. And even in the games that he's caught a majority of his targets, his average has been like seven yards a catch. You know, he's just been completely ineffective when he does get the ball. Hasn't scored any touchdowns this postseason. He totally disappeared. It, I don't know, man. It, that's another player where it's like, what do you do with him? Because of his contract, his age, uh, the Bills have to do a lot to get under the cap this offseason. Just to be able to sign a draft class, they have to do a ton, um, let alone try to retain some free agents and go out on the market and find some guys that can contribute to this team. And then you got a guy like Stefan Diggs who's going to count for almost $30 million against the cap and, uh, yeah, has no production to show for it in the second half of the season. The last time Diggs scored a touchdown was in the Eagles game. Oh. That was week 12. Yeah. Crazy. The yeah. thing that infuriated me a little bit at the time too is, I don't know, you probably didn't see this when you were sitting in the stands at the game and you and I have spoken about it and maybe have two different interpretations of it. But when he drops that bomb, he starts running back to the huddle with his forefinger and thumb just like an <sighs> inch apart. And I feel like a normal player, if they're trying to say like, hey, my bad, I should have had that. They're, you know, doing the whole slap my chest, point at myself, that kind of thing. But to put your forefinger and thumb just an inch apart almost sends a message like it was right. It was close. It was right there. Almost like we share the blame somehow on this one. You and I, Josh, that was not just me. That was, you know, throw that could have been maybe a touch better, something <laughs> like that. I don't that take it that me. way. I mean, I don't like him not just immediately accepting all of the responsibility for that play, but I think that's him saying like, dang, I was close. Not Josh, you almost hit me with that pass there. It was, I think of it as him saying he almost had it, but I don't care. You have to have it. And you don't have a, if you're Stefan Diggs, you don't have a single leg to stand on. If, if you think you need more targets, if you're complaining, if you're in the off season, trying to answer questions about, you know, how do you feel about um, 
being less of a part of the offense over the last few weeks, you have to just say, you know, I am doing my job and the team is doing everything they can to keep me involved. And I'm, I'm happy. You, you don't have a leg to stand on to complain because you were a part of the problem. Yeah. You weren't open or you weren't catching the balls when you were open. You had two drops in this game. So in the game, we got eliminated and you did not come through and, and he could have. Right. Um, so yeah, he's on my list. I think he could have been better. Um, the, the running game frustrated me because in the first half, mm. We could do no wrong running the ball right up the middle. We were just gashing them. We could get four or five yards whenever we wanted it just by sending any running back right up the middle of the field. In the second half, we couldn't do anything running the ball. Nothing. It was it was obvious that the Chiefs made a some sort of adjustment at halftime that prevented us from being able to use our running game. And James Cook just disappeared at that point. Right. He became useless. He drops another ball. He That's classic James Cook at this point. He leads the team in drops. He's a running back and he leads our team in drops. Stop talking about him like he's a pass-catching running back. He's not. He had one game where he caught a couple passes. That's not his thing. He's inconsistent and you can't rely on him for that. So he's electric when he's got the ball and he gets into space. He makes some great cuts and finds open fields well. But I'm I'm not talking about him like he's like Thurman Thomas and can just do anything. He cannot. He drops the ball. Yeah. It feels like James Cook is the kind of running back who's always going to give you that little, what do they call it, lightning factor where he can make a big splash play. I don't necessarily think he needs, you know, 20 carries a game to do that. How many games did he actually have even close to 20 carries, you know? So I think a priority this offseason could be to pair James Cook with some (laughs) perhaps not as explosive but very sure-handed running back to uh, provide a little thunder to his lightning. I like Ty Johnson. Yeah, me too, but he's he's, a free agent. Yeah, bring him back. I like him. We'll see. We'll see how much money he wants. Do you see, uh, well, we're not going to talk about free agents yet, but Leonard Floyd also was like straight up, oh, I'm going where the money is. Oh, really? (laughs) Got to respect that. Yeah, he had a good year. He's earned it. I'd like to have him back, but I'd also, I'm, ready for von miller to be gone that's not a story i'm interested in following next year i don't think the bills are getting out of that contract unless he gets convicted of something Dude, so the only thing and i was thinking about that because i love to think about this uh I, i've been on spot track trying to get the bills cap compliant and uh the only thing i can think of is if the bills can somehow convince one of these teams that has a hundred million dollars cap space uh, to take on the Von Miller contract in exchange for a draft pick. Do you remember when the Texans dumped the Brock Osweiler contract on a clearly tanking Browns team? Um, I don't remember that storyline specifically, but both teams were terrible. They for traded a while. Brock Osweiler and I believe a second round pick for like nothing in return. Uh-huh. And it was clear that this is like a salary cap dump move because they signed that terrible contract with him, the Texans, after uh, really falling in love with him during the Broncos Super Bowl run, even though Peyton was a starter. Huh, weird. Well, that's a storyline to keep an eye on. What do they do about Vaughn? Because that's a lot of money that you can just have sunk into a guy who's obviously a shell of himself. Either Brandon Bean's doing a, a job right now trying to, pitch other teams on how explosive Vaughn looked at the end of the season or they really believe that he can get back there. 
I guess you can't really yeah. say anything else, but he was talking about, oh, we really liked what we saw from Vaughn these last couple of weeks. I think he showed on the field that he's getting his yeah, explosion right. back. Yeah, so anyone who wants to call me for a trade, exactly. I'm all ears. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. What else do you want to say about this game? Uh, it was awful. awful. It was just a terrible exp- – I mean, I, I am far enough removed from it now that I can appreciate that it was one of the most thrilling games. It would have been so much better if they won, obviously. But to be in, that's what you want. You want to be in the environment for games like that. And I don't regret it, but it sure would have been nice if it would have gone better. I I can't believe that the Bills have added yet another, you know, to go on the list of wide right in the Super Bowl in 13 seconds and um, the home run throwback or whatever you want to call that crap in Tennessee. The Music City Miracle. Now you've got another another wide right to go on that list (laughs) you have two wide rights so i don't regret being there but it it sure is a brutal blow and it's gonna take it's gonna take a few months for me to care again because i am just done with sports for a while sick of it yeah you and i i mean it was tough but like i said to you before as a pessimistic fan this hurts at first and then it's almost like a weight off your shoulders because now i can watch the last few weeks of this football season without really caring what happens i can turn my mind towards what the bills have to do this off season and in the draft and yeah this is you know this is uh peak season here baby they call it the off season but i don't think so this is when the fun stuff happens this frees me up to do anything else i'll just not be watching TV. Okay. <laughs> I'll be doing whatever else is there. I, I would say watching the Sabres, they stink too. So I don't have any sports to watch for now. I guess March Madness will be fun when that comes around. But until then. <laughs> That's a long way off. <laughs> until then, yeah, I'll just be doing other things. Pursuing other hobbies. Maybe I'll start fishing. Who knows? Fishing in the winter. Always a good move. <laughs> Ice fishing. Yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Right? Okay. Yeah, sure. Something relaxing. Uh. Yeah. I don't know. How relaxing do you think ice fishing really would be? It seems pretty relaxing. We we stayed on uh, Juanita Lake, which is, you know, off of Cuke Lake in the Finger Lakes one year. We stayed in an Airbnb cabin and the lake was frozen and there were 50 some people camping out on the lake and ice fishing and they were just hanging out. They got their pole in a hole in the ice and they're just like, you know, having coffee, hot chocolate, drinking, hanging out on the ice, people out there on their snowmobiles. Looks like a fun time. I don't think they care if they catch anything. They're just out there hanging. So maybe I'll do that. That's me the rest of this football season. Yeah. Don't care what happens. Just, just fun hanging out. Yeah. Well, call me when the Super Bowl is over and I guess tell me who won, but uh, don't care. I'm done with it. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because as I just said before, it's like you can't point to any one thing besides the two things that I already mentioned that the bills did wrong. There was, you know, some boneheaded coaching decisions, but they didn't really cost them in the end. There was some bad penalties, but didn't really cost them in the end. It was just the chiefs are the better team. And I mean, yeah, but also like, you know, I don't blame Sean McDermott 
because I think he did a really nice job with the pieces he had, given all the injuries and everything like that. But the defense was a problem. They couldn't stop the Chiefs at all. They did not get a stop. I mean, you can maybe say that the fumble in the end zone was a stop, but I think that's just a pretty lucky break. Well, they and- had held them to two field goals right at the start of the game. It felt like I, at that time, was very happy with yeah, right. being able to keep them to just three points for you know each of those long drives. Me too. But the Chiefs defense, pretty much the same thing, right? They were holding up. They held us to a couple field goals. But then in the second half, the Chiefs defense locked it down and no, stuffed Bill's us. Touch, wasn't it Bill's touchdown on the first play? Or not first play, first drive? On the first drive? drive, yeah. We scored a touchdown. Or field goal, sorry. Field goal, first drive, touchdown, second drive. Oh, yeah. three. Then it was 3-3. Three, three. Well, they tied it with a field goal. Right. And then we got a touchdown. And then I think they went field goal again, maybe? They did. Yeah, yeah. they did field goal again. Um, so the yeah. defense, like you could, the defense could be better. I mean, you got to be able to stop them a little bit, but my whole philosophy is you just got to score more than them. So I don't really blame Sean McDermott for that. I don't put this on McDermott, but the defense, you know, you, that could be something that you focus on improving. If not, just it may be the way to do that is just to say, let's hope everybody's healthy next time. I don't know, <laughs> because that's just tough when you're playing against the Chiefs and you're hamstrung like that. Um, all right, what about good? Anything good? Anything you want to point out that isn't totally disappointing about this game? Who are the heroes of this game? Uh, Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean, he's the man. He played like a maniac, ran he for did. two touchdowns. And you, you can't forget that he missed baby legs in the end zone on the final drive. He was open, he, and he knew he was open, and he tried to hit him, and he threw it way short. And you could tell how frustrated he was because he was that's a touchdown. Again, you give the Chiefs the ball back with two minutes or a little over two minutes at that point, so that's no guarantee that you win the game, but that's on Josh. However, you're not even in that game without him. He was unbelievable. No, because remember the insane throw that he made to... uh, To Khalil Shakir? To Khalil Shakir, (laughs) right. And and Khalil Shakir is my other... He was unstoppable in this game. So good. So he and Josh were maniacs. Um, other than that, nobody that I can point to that was great. I don't think the, the ground game looked good in the first half, as you mentioned, but then just fizzled out completely. Ty Johnson, as you said, you want him back in a Bills uniform. He yep, looked good. He looked good in this game too. But, uh, yeah, man, it's the defensive line got what felt like zero pressure on Patrick Mahomes. Um, can't really say much about the linebacker position just because of how much attrition they suffered there. But um, I would say Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde on balance look pretty good. I think this is one of their better showings of the year. Yeah. I think the defense gave up a few big chunk plays, but one was a long Isaiah Pacheco run. Right. That's not really on the secondary there was a long bomb at one point that somebody hauled in. I'm trying to remember uh, who that Marcus is. Marcus Valdez scant- Scantling, the one yes, time you can actually hang on to a ball. Which was a crazy catch. And Taron Johnson was really in great coverage with him too. I, I don't know how he caught it, but um, that was a-, a long play. Otherwise, yeah, n- no one on the defense really ruined it for us. It was just a lot of little things that added up. So pretty disappointing outcome. Uh what do we got next on the schedule? We gonna uh, what do you want to do? When do you want to get into free agency? You want to wait till the Super Bowl is over and then we can come back? Yeah, I think after the Super Bowl is probably a good time. Uh, we'll have a little more 
clear view on what's going on around the league in terms of coaches and stuff like that as well, because I know a lot of these teams that are still in it have uh, had candidates that are up for head coaching gigs. So, yeah. Yeah. Ooh, what do you think about Bill Belichick blocked out this coaching cycle? It looks like. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of humble pie, <laughs> but I mean, I, I don't know what the Falcons are doing. What? Like, I think they're idiots, but it's very funny that Bill Belichick is not getting a job that he clearly wants enough to go to two interviews for. That's pretty From funny. what I've read, the whole Falcons deal seems like a power, like a Machiavellian power play by Rich McKay, their CEO. He's a dude who has a lot of influence in the league with like the competition committee and stuff like that. And he and Bill Belichick, who are both on the rules and comp- competition committee uh, have but butted heads on multiple occasions there. And so I think it's Rich McKay being like, no, I don't want to bring Bill Belichick to town and have him running this show. I want to keep my cushy spot where how it is. And so they go for Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris has a 24 and 38 record as a head coach. Yeah. <laughs> so they're recycling an old mediocre to bad head coach rather than taking the six-time Super Bowl champion and future first ballot Hall of Famer, Bill Belichick. That's pretty great. It's weird, weird stuff going on around the league. The the Titans hired a very young uh, offensive coordinator from the Bengals who never called plays for the Bengals during his time as offensive coordinator. Who else hired? Uh, oh, didn't, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Jim Harbaugh back in the league. I love it until I'm going to hate it because he's just so annoying. Well, it's good that he went to an AFC team that it's you can hate him. Yeah. You don't, it's, it'll be easy to hate him yeah. over there. Yeah, not a lot of openings yet uh, or left for Bill Belichick if he wants one. And the teams that are left are probably not teams you'd want to coach. I think him. that these are teams that are not interested, like the the Seahawks. They're gonna what it, are they gonna go from <laughs> yeah, Pete, Pete Carroll, Carroll to seventy two year old Pete Carroll to seventy one year old? <laughs> um, yeah, they got to get younger. Yeah, got <laughs> to inject some youth into this exactly. organization. Uh, and one of the problems I think with the Pete Carroll um, regime in Seattle was they felt like he had too much power, you know, like too too much undue influence in making decisions and it filled the staff or populated the staff with some family members and oh, who else does uh, that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The other position is in Washington and I don't believe that the commanders have, you know, I, I feel like they've interviewed everyone under the sun besides Bill Belichick. So uh, it doesn't seem like it's going to happen there either. Well, that's pretty great. I'm, I've been longing for an NFL season that does not involve Tom Brady or Bill Belichick my entire life, and we're about to get one next year, it seems like. So Unless that'll Tom feel Brady good. comes back. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> be wild. If he goes back to New England now that Bill's gone, yeah. he's like, All right, yeah, I guess I'll try I'll it again. play for Gerard Mayo. <laughs> yeah. Could yeah. happen. All right. Well, in spite of a terrible ending to the season, we terrible. thank all of our fans for continuing to come back and listen. And can't blame the fans. Comments. No the fans, no. you guys keep Not the lights fans. on here. Not our it's, fans. Yep. So we really appreciate you all for tuning in, giving us your feedback on a weekly basis, and uh, don't stop tuning in just because it's the off season. Because right. now that the Bill season is over, Eric's going to take starts. the reins. 
And uh, he's got a lot planned for you all. He loves this time of year when there's no football Peak being season, played. baby. Ugh. Anyway. So we'll come back at you after the Super Bowl. But until then, go Bills. Go Bills.